Anyone's Game podcast. Following women's football. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of I Know Best, the Anyone's Game podcast that is full of wrong opinions, wild predictions and witty banter. I can't believe I've been able to say that with a straight face. I'm your host Gordon McComb, joining me today are my pundits, Robbie Hanrari. Good to be here Gordon. Chris Donar. You doing here to defend my crown again? Kenny Bogue. Hello. And Jack Gillis. Thanks for having me. Jack's your first time on the show. Are you confident you'll be able to show the other three how it's done? I was hoping I've got a day for Edinburgh. I've got to date for Edinburgh. Defending East. <laughs> for those listening to I Know Best for the first time, the way it works is I've got a series of topics about the last seven days. In this case, that means the last weekend and the SWPL Cup and the midweek games that have just passed as well. Our pundits then will make the case as to why their answer is the right one. Then they'll all vote and pick their favourite that isn't their own answer. And by the end, the person that wins will be the one that's won the most topics. And that's really as simple as it gets. But our rules are done, our guests are introduced, it's time for us to get started. And we're going to start with who or what has had a good week this week. And Kenny, you're going to kick us off. Well, I would say Glasgow City have had a fantastic week, obviously. On Sunday, they had a 5-0 victory over Partick Thistle. They got them into the semi-finals of the Cup. And then last night, another 5-0 victory after a, a long drive up to Brecon, I would imagine, for the team. Uh, that keeps them two points behind Rangers in the league table and in second position. So, well done, Glasgow City, on a fantastic week. All right, Chris, you're next. Who's had a good week? Just off the back of what Henry uh, said, um, Warren Davidson of Glasgow City. She scored a hat-trick in Sunday's SWPL League Cup quarter-final win over Partick. That capped off a fine month for her, where she found herself nominated for the SWPL One Player of the Month. So you might argue that it's been a good month and not just a good week for Lauren. And Jack, how about you? I'm going to go with Hibs. Um, I think the High Bees have had a brilliant week. Um, I know I might sound a bit biased there being a Hibs fan, but I think we've had a brilliant week. Um, first of all, a great 2-0 win over Aberdeen in the SWPL Cup quarter-final to get us into the semis. Obviously, we'll be looking to defend our crown in that competition, so I was really, really happy with that. And then a good result against Hamilton, you know, especially after a Partick defeat, I was really, really worried about what was going to happen. I thought, are we going to Hibs it, as it were, again, like we did against Partick Thistle? But I was really, really happy with that one. So I had two wins on the bounce going into the big, big game on Sunday. So I think the High Bees have had a good week. Um, a lot of folk will say you're just being biased, Jack, but didn't care. It's all about the Hibs for me. And Robbie, you're going to round us out on this one. Yeah, I'll round us out with a player, not too dissimilar to Chris, but I'm choosing Eva Colville from Glasgow City. She scored two goals against Partick Thistle at the weekend in the quarterfinals of the SWPL Cup. And that was followed up by a goal against Aberdeen, both in back-to-back 5-0 wins. So the 20-year-old has fairly seized the chance for Claire Shine, who's usually up top. And Odefu Tadulu has been out the side, so I'm giving it to Aoife Colville for her current form. Kenny, why don't you start us off with who you think is right? Obviously, can't pick yourself, can't pick Glasgow City. Who stands out for you? Uh, well, I think Robbie makes a good point about Eva Colville because obviously City have been, you know, sort of rotating their strikers, and the fact she's come in there, scored a few goals, and hopefully she'll regain her place. So. It's not like me to agree with the little Aberdonian, but I'm going to go with Robbie in this one. 
Chris, how about you? Um, Kenny gets my vote here. Um, I think he summed up well. Two back-to-back 5-0 wins um, and one being up halfway up, up north, so not an easy trip by any means. Difficult place to go to, but they managed to do it, so I give Kenny my vote here. Split vote so far, Jack. Who's uh, done enough uh, to persuade you? I'm going with Chris because I think I completely agree with what he said about Lauren Davidson and it's not just been a good week for her, it's been a good month. Obviously, she's up for the SWPL1 Player of the Month as well. And I think, guys, she's a fantastic player, Lauren. So I think Chris was just basically backing up everything I thought about her as well. So aye, that's why I've agreed with Chris on this one. And Robbie, you'll crown our winner with your vote here. Yeah, I've had to go with Chris as well. I think Lauren Davidson was... She edged it for me as my choice because, yeah, what a great month. She also got a Scotland call-up as well, and she's been fine goal-scoring for him in that City team, really stamping a mark on being a first choice in that side. So, yeah, Chris is the winner of that round. Yeah, so Chris takes the points on that good week option there. Well done, Chris. Lauren Davison, you're the good week winner this week as well. Hard to argue as well. Um, as we say, when everyone's coming out and saying... It's not just a good week, it's a good month. And being able to uh, maintain that high level, it's, a, it's an easy choice, I think, in truth, this week. But as well we know, football is full of ups and downs. And with plenty of good comes, unfortunately, some bad. And Chris, you're going to kick us off with who or what has had a week that they're going to be pretty happy to be seeing almost the back off by now. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Aberdeen as a team here. Um, not out at home in the... SWPL Cup against Hibs um, that was followed up by a 5-0 home thumping off Glasgow City last night um, that's prompted a resident Aberdonian Robbie to admit that these last two results have kind of brought his high expectations for the team back down to earth um, they're still sitting not too bad being mid-table but they should be aiming higher in my opinion and uh, Robbie yeah, um, it's not been a, a great week uh, for your side, but who for you's had a bad week? Yeah, I don't like to. I think Chris makes some very good points in terms of Aberdeen and the form, and sometimes I forget as well that they're newly promoted from SWPL two, and they are still sitting in fifth place with seven points. So it's not terrible, but the bad week for me has to go to Aberdeen goalkeeper Gil Gilmore. The goal she conceded on Wednesday night for Agatha Felipe's first Glasgow City goal was unbelievable, but in a bad way because I don't know, I wasn't at Glee Park, might have been blustery conditions, but from the angle and the distance away, that goal should not be going in. And to concede five goals will give her due. She's a very young goalkeeper and Glasgow City are a top, top side, but this season will be a big learning curve for the Aberdeen goalkeeper. You've uh, been laying into Aberdeen's uh, defence in the last couple of episodes and, and nothing changing for you then today, Robbie, as well. No, well, I wouldn't say... As I say, they've just been promoted this season, so can't go too hard on them. Been up without the defensive stalwart, Kelly Forrest, for that defensive solidity in defence. But I feel, just for Aberdeen, that goalkeeping just summed it up. It just summed up the fortunes of uh, recent times when I've seen that highlight of the... Felipe goal, so that's just got to go as my bad week, or one to forget. Well, we'll move on, and Kenny, please tell me you've got someone other than someone in red to pick out as 
uh, someone that's, that's not had the best week? Well, unfortunately, I'm going to talk about a bad weekend. And I hate to do this, but Rangers, I have to say, get knocked out of the cup by your biggest rivals is bad enough. But, I mean, ever since I've been in women's football, I have never seen Rangers beat Celtic yet. And I feel that, you know, for Rangers fans out there, you've got to be beating Celtic at some point. And again, they've dominated the match from what I've seen. Plenty of chances. And again, Celtic have snuck away with a 1-0 victory. So, again, I don't like to say it, but Rangers have had a bad weekend for me. It's a, a personal one, that one, I'm sure. And uh, you'll be uh, dancing in the streets when that run comes to an end. And uh, I'm sure for your sake, hopefully, it's, it's sooner than, than later. Uh, and they do have a way to set things right at the weekend too. Could be Sunday, you never know. Jack, uh, we'll leave you to, to finish us out with who's had a, a week to forget or a week uh, they'd rather not have happened at all in the first place. Well, I'm going to leave the Aberdeen bashing out of it um, because I think Aberdeen have had enough of it um, and I think Robbie will probably be struggling to cope by the end of this. So I'm going to go and say the Jam Tarts because of their um, loss to Celtic. And I know as a Hibs fan, it's always funny to see Hearts getting beat. But it's not nice to lose 3-0 at home, is it? Um, in any occasion, no matter what. And I just think, you know, for Hearts, that was a bit of a nightmare. And they'll be hoping to get past it because they're just not really coping well at all against the bigger sides. Obviously, they got beat 3-0 of us at Easter Road as well. Um, so, in that big derby. So, Hearts have just not been coping well. And I think they'll want to forget that Celtic game. So, like I said, I'm not obsessed or anything. As much as a lot of people say, but um, I will have to say the jam tarts for that one because, like I said, it's just not nice to lose three now at home, especially because Hearts and Celtic do have a little bit of a rivalry as well, um, just because of the size of the clubs um, in terms of you know their names. So I've got to go for that. We'll go back to the top of the pile, and Chris, you can't pick your own. Uh, there are. Uh, a couple other options. Uh, you can kind of double down uh, with with Robbie's pick, but who have you gone for as the option other than your own? Um, so I've gone with Jack here. Um, I was interested in what he was going to say. I did think prior to recording, I thought he was going to talk a bit of a different take on the one I took out on Aberdeen, but thought it was something a bit different, um, talking about Hearts, and this touched on that, yeah, they do view Celtic as somewhat of a rival and losing three now at home is not a good good result that they went through. So that's why I went with Jack on this one. Solid reasoning, solid reasoning. And yeah, like you say, it's uh, one that stings uh, a little bit given the, the kind of duel between the clubs, although perhaps one that maybe going into it, hearts are looking at that, expecting not to come away with. With three points there, uh, doesn't doesn't take away from the heart. I'm sure on the day. Uh, Robbie though, can't pick your own. Who have you picked? Yeah, well, it was a tough decision. I I chose Chris's option of Aberdeen, but I was very close to choosing Canis to be fair of Rangers because I was at that game and I did see how much they struggled to put that ball in the net. But yeah, Aberdeen had to, had to go with Chris because as I summed it up, it's just a disappointing last five or six games for Aberdeen really after a promising start to the season so maybe not just this week but to be fair to Aberdeen Glasgow City and Hibs have dominated women's football for the last decade so maybe shouldn't be as much shame as I've laid into them oh, fair, fair enough it, it makes sense to pick one that's, that's similar to what you've argued already as well and uh, 
like you say, it's it's after such a good start, there was a lot of hope, especially from from your end of things. And it's not. I tell you what, I've not enjoyed watching it slowly drain out of you as Aberdeen uh, results have have gone the way they have. Uh, but Kenny, we'll move on to your choice and a little bit perhaps less Aberdeen bashing. Well, no, I'm just going to tell the truth. I purely went for Chris's so that you would say at the end of this, Aberdeen have had a bad week, and that would obviously annoy our, our little Aberdonian friend. So that is the entire reason that I went for Chris's option. Uh, I love the honesty. I love the honesty. Um, and yeah, well, you, you may well be enjoying it. Um, Jack, you're the final vote. Um, which way are you going? I went with Kenny because... Um, as much as I don't like either side of the old firm and wish every game would be a nil-nil, um, I think that it is bad for Rangers. Obviously, how the men's side have competed in the old firm games, you would like the women's side to be competing in the old firm games as well. And I've got to say I completely agree with everything Kenny said. It's not nice. It mustn't be nice as a Rangers fan to watch that. Watch your biggest and most bitter rivals constantly do a number over you. It must not be nice to see. So I've got to say Kenny was spot on with that and I completely agree with him. I mean, if I was, you know, if my vote counted in this one, I'd be inclined to agree with you, Jack, as well. Like, it's not as much that it's a bad week because of this one game. It's the fact that it's a bad week that, and this is a regular thing that's been happening. And Kerry, you've suffered for so long with uh, with these kind of results that trying to get one that, that kind of starts to turn the tide and make things feel slightly better would be nice. Uh, but all votes in tallied. And uh, Chris, you know, it looks like you're holding on to your crown so far. Two wins from two. I'm pleasantly surprised. But we'll move on as well to our performance of the week. Slightly slight tweak on, on this one because there's been the two games so far with the SWPL Cup, like we've said, and the midweek fixtures for the SWPL 1 uh, on the Wednesday as well. So there's plenty uh, of potential performances for the guys to pick out. Uh, but Rob, you're going to kick us off with your performance of the week. Yeah, so I'm going to start broad, but then narrow it down, I guess. So I'm going to start with Celtic. thought they was absolutely fantastic against Rangers on Sunday at the Rangers Training Centre. As we spoke about, that's, I think, 10 games in four seasons or something since Rangers have beat Celtic. So it was a fantastic result for them. They all really dug in really well. thought young Tegan Bowie, she came on second half and her energy... I would have just narrowed it down to her, but in general, it would be Celtic because that win over Hearts, as Jack alluded to, and the Cup, what a final win, but it's been a fantastic week for Celtic and players like Tegan Bowie excelling and Charlie Welling scoring all the goals. So, Fan Alonso is a very happy man, I'm sure. Uh, Jack, how about you for your performance of the week? My performance of the week, and I'm going a bit left field with this one, is my performance of the week actually goes to Amy Gallagher because I know she only scored one goal, she scored the once against Hamilton in our win on Wednesday night, but I think Amy, as per usual, every game she plays with us, the amount of running she does, the amount of time she gets involved in good things, just about everything good we do, Amy Gallagher's involved in. And as honestly, I'm not just saying that because I'm a Hibs fan, and I hope Pedro's listening to this and she gets her Scotland call-up soon because if she does, they'll be raging. She deserves to have her place in that Scotland squad, Amy Gallagher. So I think, yeah, for me, it's got to be Amy Gallagher. She got her goal um, against Hamilton. She performed well across both games against Aberdeen in the Cup on Sunday and then against Hamilton on Wednesday. So I'm going to go with Amy Gallagher. And Chris, where do you stand for performance of the week? 
Um, so I've gone with Rachel Boyle Hibbs for her performance against Aberdeen, scoring a brace. I thought that her second goal in particular, the keeper saved the initial shot and she made no mistake with the rebound and that secured her side a spot in the semi-finals. Yeah, certainly a good week perhaps for Hibbs and when there's two players getting picked out for a performance of the week as well, it's... Uh... It's not been too bad a too bad a time uh, for those in green and white. Kenny, though, your last one to pick your performance of the week. Well, I'm going to go for our very own Robin McCafferty, just for the simple fact she is destroying all the pundits in this anyone's game prediction league. Again, she picked up six points the other night, and she's about twenty points ahead of everyone else. So, Robin McCafferty, tell us your secret. The, 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 send me the things. I'll put the one at the bookies, but definitely Robin McCafferty, performance of the week. We, we we have checked that she's sending them in ahead of the games. It's not just one of these things where she's rotten and just sneakily sends a message me like, oh, no. I know. I see I see how it works now. I think she's got I think she's I got can this verify ball. this. She's tremendous. Robbie, you can't pick yourself. Uh or you can't pick Celtic, I guess, for, for a performance of the week. So you've got uh Jack's choice, Chris's choice, or Kenny's choice, uh, for your performance of the week. So I would like to pick Kenny's left field choice of my wee pal Robin McCafferty's predictions because she's stashing everyone. I'm in this chat and I see her totally legit putting in all the scores and every time I look on a Sunday evening it's always her that's leading the table so fair play to her pal Robin. Yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Like I say, it's a, it's a heck of a lead she's got on the predictions. Um, she was way out ahead of all of us, and, and you would have thought the wisdom of crowds would eventually work its way through. Um, but not not happening quite yet for us, but we will do our best to catch up, that's for sure. That's for sure. Jack, how about you? I um, went with Chris, and I know I'm going to sound really, really biased here again, voting for the Hibs option. But He's not obsessed, Connor. He's not obsessed. <laughs> you were warned about this, but um, I've got to say, Rachel Boyle, I mean, a brace in a League Cup quarter-final. It doesn't get much better than that. And Rachel Boyle is a fantastic player. I always say she's the best Boyle. And since Martin obviously can't play because of the COVID situation on the men's side right now, Rachel's got a, um even bigger chance to claim the bragging rights in the Boyle household, and she's done that. So that's why I went with Chris there. So get in there, Rachel. I've always said you're the better Boyle. It's <laughs> another Love vote it. for you, Chris. It's another vote. Uh, but... You can't pick yourself. You could double down on uh, on the same team uh, with your choice. Who have you gone for? Um, Jack will be disappointed to know I actually was going to vote for him because it was a bit of a left field choice. And as he says, that Amy Gallagher's involved in just about everything. But um, I went with Kenny because his was a bit more out of left field, going with Robin for off the field, um, embarrassing us so called pundits on the prediction game. It's like. Tell, tell us your secret, Robin, and maybe I wouldn't make enemies out of players eh, when I'd done the predictions. Yeah, yeah. There's the, you know, I'm sure you make enemies when you're right as well, but um, you know, you, you know, at least you at least you then would have the the solace of being correct is on your calls as well. But I mean, uh, we we all try, we all try. I think that's that that's the important thing. We try to know things, but football does what football does, and is is difficult to predict unless your name's Robin McCafferty. So. Kenny, two votes already. Uh, looks like the points are, are, are yours to, to clean up, but who have you picked? 
it's very unlike me to agree with to agree with a highway, but I decided to agree with Jack in this one because Amy Gallic is a player I've seen a few times and she's really really impressed me. And I also agree with Jack that I hope Pedro is listening and she would hopefully soon get a Scotland call up because I think it's something she would well deserve. So I've agreed with Jack in this one. Good man. Well, yeah, Kenny, you've uh, clawed one back for the anyone winning but Chris uh, option there. Uh, there's been plenty said already on the show, but for the next talking point, we'll hear what everyone else has had to say for the last seven days. And Jack, you're first up, and who's come out with your soundbite of the week this week? I think for me, it was um, Dean Gibson talking about um, how we weren't clinical enough. And I just, I, I don't understand it. Like, I, I know as a manager, he's got to say that. But at the same time, we've won... Lighten up a bit, eh? You know, like, we've won, we've won a game. We've got into the semi-final, and then we got a big three points in the league because it's crucial. We won that game against Hamilton, going into um, the Glasgow City game. It's not like we've been crapping games and we've like scraped a win. We've been dominating. It was Hamilton, especially. We dominated them and one 0 flattered Hamilton. It's the same. I said that for the Aberdeen game. It was a one 0 flattered Aberdeen when we played them. Two 0 flattered Aberdeen again in the cup. So I think I don't know why he's saying that. I, I just can't understand it at all. But maybe that's just me being the, a very rare example. I'm a rare breed in terms of being a positive Hibs fan and anybody positive connected to Hibs because we usually like a good moan. So that's what I'm going to go and say there from my soundbite of the week. No, no well, you know, you, you made your case. You made your case. But Kenny, you're up next for your soundbite. I've went for a I've went for a good friend of the show and it's not a soundbite, it's a tweet, but I just thought it was very nice and a good nice way to pay homage to someone. But I went for Bobby Watson of obviously Hamilton. He's put out a tweet today just just praising Megan Quigley, because I mean she's came from the under elevens at Hamilton right up to the first team and she recently played her eightieth game for the club and that's just tremendous. So Bobby tweeted, absolute machine for this club and I just thought that was a lovely touch from, from Bobby. Yeah, it must be Really, really nice in a way that you that they've got that option to celebrate Megan and, and the hard work and, and seeing you know the good work that they do uh, from that age group upwards as well. Uh, I think people forget you know how much of a journey that is for players as well. It's easy to kind of get lost in that in the players moving clubs or anything like that. That you know it's been a, a hard fought journey and uh, great to see the rewards for it as well. Robbie, how about you for Sandbite of the Week? So I must say, I'm going to go with Celtic manager Fran Alonso, who was just ecstatic and high-fiving everyone after beating Rangers on Sunday. He said that he's just so proud because this is the fourth time he's played Rangers since he came there. They're the most talented team in the country. Maybe not the best team, as Glasgow City are very good, but Rangers even managed to put the talents of Zoe Ness and Brogan Hay on in the match, and... Celtic still have managed to beat them four times in a row, which was unbelievable. So, Fan Alonso gets my vote of the week. Yeah, certainly a, a very happy man uh, after that victory, is, as well he has rights to be. Chris, you can round us out for your soundbite of the week. Um, so, like uh, Jack, I've gone Dean Gibson. I'm going to focus on what he specifically said. He said, and I quote, we're defending well, attacking well and controlling games and yet he's still called on his side to be more clinical. And I just want to echo that sentence a little bit that um, he said all this after securing a semi-final spot and it was like he's got through to a 
semi-final, we could at least be a bit more happy about it. I mean, he's got the luxury to be negative, I guess, in that uh, managing this profession, they're always going to want that little bit more. And at least he's honest about it. I think that's maybe maybe the defensive Dean I'd make there and uh, not afraid to say it. Dean, you've uh, you've come under fire twice for for not being positive enough. So, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. You have to just put put, put a smile on the next press conference as well. Just really wind us up. It'd be hilarious. Jack, you'll get us started with your vote for anyone apart from yourself for soundbite of the week. I went with Kenny because I, I completely agree with him. It's it's such a nice story, you know. And I think we need more of that in football. You know, all these in the day of all these international stars that stay at a club for about two minutes then naff off you know she's come all the way up the ranks and into the team and she's absolutely smashing it like what was said and I think it's brilliant I love that that's what I love to see in football and it's nice to see that she's getting that appreciation as well so I've got to agree with Kenny wholeheartedly and it was never in doubt Um, Kenny I'll take my I'll take my cheque after I'll accept cheque or card mate a bouncy one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Kenny, yeah, already already a vote up, but it's your turn to pick. Uh, well, again, this is very unlike me, but I went for Robbie's choice of uh, Fran Alonso because I just can imagine, um, you know, Fran obviously has been at the club for a wee while now. He knows the sort of rivalry, and you can just imagine the pride and joy of being that manager that has got one over your great rivals in every single game you've played in. So, uh, I've got to agree with Robbie because I can understand how. How happy Fran Alonso would be about those results. So, Robbie, you know, a vote of confidence from, from Kenny there. Your turn to pick, though. I know not often a Rangers fan will agree with something a Celtic manager has done, but I'm happy with that. But my, my choice actually was Kenny because I thought, just like Jack said as well, thought it was a fantastic story and it just testament to Megan, but it's also testament to Bobby Watson, who we've had on the show previously just for the recognition he gives the players and just everything he's done for that Hamilton side and women's football. So, yeah, I'd have to go with Kenny's choice. And Chris, last vote. Um, I've gone with Robbie for Fran's comments. Um, he was ecstatic. He had every right to be happy, beating his arch rivals every time since he's been here. And what I liked about it was it didn't sound over the top or arrogant or anything like that. He did praise Rangers saying... Did they say best one of the best teams in the country? So I think it was rather graceful at the same time. But do you think that was a bit tongue in cheek from Fran? Maybe. I think you need surgery to get it removed. Uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, I called upon here. I'll uh, I'll answer the call. I need to split the votes here because we've got Robbie with two, Kenny with two. Um, Ooh. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna just, just go, go full Kenny with, with my explanation of the vote here, and I'm wholly picking you, Kenny, partly, uh, because it, it means that we're two for two, two heading into the tiebreaker, uh, also because it's a nice story, um, but I, I would, I, I'll be honest, uh, and I'll edit this bit out. He won't. But I'll say I'll edit this out. I would have picked Fran uh, normally, but just for the bit of intrigue in the tiebreaker, Kenny, you can have my vote. We're two and two, heading at the tiebreaker between Chris and Kenny to see who knows best by the end of this. So, Kenny, you'll have a vote and you'll get the, you'll get the win as well. But, but uh, yeah, Fran will have been absolutely buzzing and I'm sure, you know, really delighted with, with that game. And I, I thought he... 
he's got the measure of of uh, how to speak and and like you say, just just put a little bit of needle in to Rangers at the same time as well, which I, yeah, I got I got a little bit of tickle by. Uh, but yeah, so two points for Chris, two points for Kenny, and like I say, it means we are going to need a tiebreaker. Um, the good news is we've got we've got one ready made that I'm just going to add to add to it, which is uh, Robin McCafty already, you know, very adequate uh, performance so far with her crystal ball. Um, you guys are all going to have to grab yours, do some hand waving, and tell me. Instead of worrying about the last seven days, let's look forward to the weekend. Uh, and Kenny, you're going to lead us off with your big prediction. Well, my big prediction is going to be something positive about Mr. Dean Gibson, because I believe that Hibs can perhaps scrape a draw against Glasgow City this weekend. I mean, it's been a while since Hibs have had a result against Glasgow City. And I think, I don't know why, I've just got a wee sneaky feeling that the teams might draw at the weekend. So I'm going for Hibs and Glasgow City to draw at the weekend. And Colette Cavanagh to do a dance when she scores. Aye, fingers crossed. Uh, Jack, you're next do, up for your big prediction. She doesn't do tap-ins, don't forget. <laughs> Jack, you're up next for your big prediction. So, I think I'm sort of piggybacking off of Kenny, but again, everybody knows I'm Hibs AF, so um, I'm going to go and say 2-0 Hibs. 2-0 Hibs in the Glasgow City game. That is a very big prediction, but we are due not just a result, we are due a win over them. And the reason I say that is the 0-0 at Broadwood in last season, we were literally one good save away from um, winning that game. Well, Lee Alexander, great save, and Ailey Adams was right through on goal in that game. So I think we, we could beat Glasgow. We've definitely got the quality in the side to do it. I think Alexa Coyle, Tony Malone, our two Americans there on top form. Gabby English has proven herself over here as well. Talking about American players, I think Cav's going to... Score, or should I say the ginger Ronaldinho, she's going to score another banger because, as we said, Cav doesn't do tap-ins. She doesn't. I'm going to say Captain America, Alexa Coyle, to score as well. So, 2-0 Hibs, Alexa Coyle and Colette Kavanagh uh, score the goals as well. Because you know what? We're due a result against Glasgow. And it's the Recastel Classico as well in that game. It's the Recastel Classico because both us and Glasgow are signed up with Recast now, which I think is great. But I, hopefully we'll get the bragging rights in the Recastel Classico. <laughs> Well, a little bit of a colon raise from you there, Jack, on the Hibs now to beat City rather than uh, Kenny's slightly more cautious uh, just shout for a draw. Robbie, you're next. And uh, I mean, I don't know how you can raise on, on Hibs beating City 2 0. I'd be surprised if you're going for something like a three or a four. Are you avoiding that game entirely? I'm avoiding the Hibs game entirely. But as the lads speak about, um, positive thing for Dean Gibson. I'm going to speak positively about my team, Aberdeen. And I think they're going to get back to winning ways away from home against Motherwell on Sunday with a 3-1 victory. I think no more changing about the team. I think the problem Emma Hunter and Gavin Beef has had, it's been a lot of injuries and it's coming in and out the side. But if we can get Forrest back in the centre of defence and Hutchinson, Ogilvy and Thompson up top, They'll beat Motherwell 3-1. I'm very confident. So for for the Aberdeen fans still listening after the little bit of evisceration for the bad week, Robbie certainly feels like you could be in uh, conversations for a good week next week at least. So some positivity there. Uh, Chris, though, last one. What's your prediction? So not in a losing effort, but um, Celtic will put three past Rangers. That's my bold prediction. Not in a 4 3 losing effort, a winning effort. So score three and win. Okay, okay. 
All right, well, time to sort out the tiebreaker. And what we'll do on this one, it's a, a little bit easier, this one. Jack and Robbie, you're the only two that are allowed to vote, and I'll be the, the tie if you can't split. Which one of Chris and Kenny's predictions do you think has absolutely no chance of coming to pass? Jack, I feel like I know where you're going with this, but go on, why don't you lead us off anyway? Well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to go and say um, with Chris is because I, I, don't, I think Rangers will manage um, Celtic more. I, I think, honestly, I, I, because I think us drawing is probably more realistic than us winning 2-0, to be brutally honest. I'm, as much as I went and said that, I'm beginning to regret it. I've got the green fog out my head and I've began to regret what I've said there now because City are probably going to pump us but, uh, after me saying that. But I'm going to go and say Chris because I just think Rangers will maybe be up for it a bit more um, on Sunday because they'll want to get a bit of revenge. So I've, I've got to go and say Chris as nobody's like it. I still think Celtic will win, sorry Kenny, but I don't think it'll be as bad as sticking three goals past them. All right, Robbie, uh, are you going to keep twisting the knife or have you got a different opinion for which one of the predictions is not going to come to pass? The thing is, it does it does break my heart that Chris comes on the podcast two weeks in a row and I could give him the casting vote here, but I think I will go with Chris's choice as the one that's most unrealistic because Rangers, they, I think they still might lose a draw against Celtic. I'm not sure if they'll win, but they've got solid enough defence. I can't see them losing three goals. I don't think Malcolm Thompson and the Rangers setup would allow that at all. He already said on Sunday that a club like Rangers, this is unacceptable. So I feel like they'll have a chip on their shoulders and really need to just go for it and get that victory on Sunday. So just just to recap for for the two of you then, you're you're saying Kenny's prediction that Hibs could get a draw against City more more realistic as well than than, than Celtic continuing their, their good form against Rangers. Just happy with that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny's is a lot more realistic. All right, all right, yeah. No, I'll, with that as well then, Kenny, uh, congratulations. Votes tallied, points added up. Your I Know Best winner this week. Um, take a bow, uh, pirouette, however you, you however you fancy celebrating. I'd like to dedicate this to my mother, who obviously brought me up for all these years and looked after me, so thank you very much, Mum. And thanks, guys, for voting for me. Hey, Kenny, I'll see you about that money later, pal. <laughs> I've got loads of bounces Well, well done, Kenny. Well done. Yeah, well done, man. Coming back for it next week. All right. Well, competition out of the way. We're going to move to something uh, even more left field than some of the conversations we've had already. Um, and, well, COP26 arrived in Scotland and with it, it's brought a renewed push to feel like you're doing more to be environmentally friendly, sustainable, uh, and all that kind of chat. So we're going to end tonight uh, with asking all my pundits here for a pitch each for how you would make Scottish women's football more environmentally friendly. And Chris, you're going to start us off. Um, so I'm going to go with um, playing games or converting existing stadia into ones that rely on clean energy um, powered by renewable energy sources. I think environmentally sta- friendly stadiums, they're kind of the way forward. And I think with the women's game, um, probably West Power will need involved for those kind of games. So it'd be good to make a start, try on it in the women's game. Jack, you'd be happy with uh, 
solar panels or, or, or wind turbines up around the the Hibs uh, around the Hibs pitch. Oh, well, we are the greenest club in Scotland, apparently. So uh, I think that would be a good look. I mean, that we we have that splashed across Easter Road, so I think that would be a good look for us. Be a PR masterclass. <laughs> well, if it starts happening, you heard it here first, right? We uh. Well, you know, checks in the post, please, lads. Uh, not one of Kenny's checks, like a regular check, please. Um, Robbie, though, what's your uh, what's your environmentally friendly pitch? Well, mine's is something pretty basic, but something that I really think should be happening ASAP, and that's the players all going on one bus together rather than multiple carloads to games in the SWPL1 and I guess throughout Scottish women's football because I think it's very rare for a team to actually travel by bus to a game. Colette Cavanaugh on a previous podcast said that it was a rare chance they was going on a bus up to Aberdeen. So yeah, just something as basic as that, as everyone travelling together to save the planet of them all, however many players and staff all taking separate cars. Just a little bit more um, car sharing, carpooling, and, and buses and, all, and mini buses and all that kind of thing where possible, yeah. Transport is one of the bigger yeah. uh, missions as well. So, uh, Actually, on transport as well, Jack, you're, uh, you've got something to extend uh, as well as part of your pitch. I do. I'm focused on transport. Like I said, I think given the option of free public transport included with a match ticket. It's something um, that they do in Germany. As people that follow me on Twitter probably know, I watch a lot of German football, both men's and women's football, and I've been to a lot of games in Germany. And most big Bundesliga clubs and Frauen Bundesliga clubs offer free transport within the city on a match day. So, for example, I'm a Hertha Berlin fan. Your Hertha Berlin match ticket will get you transport on the U-Bahn, S-Bahn and buses in Berlin to get to the Olympic sta- to Olympia Stadion. Then I think you could implement that in Scotland using Hibs as an example. Obviously, you play at the Ammonvale, so say a Hibs match ticket can get you a free transport on any First West Lothian service or any ScotRail service coming into Livingston North or Livingston South Station. And I think clubs in cities in particular should be doing that. Aberdeen could do it um, within uh, getting to Cove. I know if they play at Cove Rangers, they're getting to Glebe Park or sit Glasgow. All three Glasgow clubs could do it to get to their um, stadiums. Rangers, you know, they play at Mulgay, and I know a lot of Rangers fans are based links, and you can get the train right out to Mulgay. So I think it's something that clubs should be trying to do because, you know, don't drive to a game, get public transport, or even walk. You know, clubs could be doing a lot to encourage fans to walk, but I'll focus on the public transport side of it because I think that's something that needs to be done, and it's been happening in Germany for years, and I wish we would follow that model here at all levels of the game. Uh, Kenny, you're the last one. What's your environmentally friendly pitch? Well, mine's is a little bit similar to Robbie's, but I want them to have electric buses. Uh, uh, but I believe that the players should travel together um, on the bus together. But you did say money was no option here. So I'm hoping, you know, this is when the big sponsors come into the league. Uh, we, we've all got loads of money. Everyone's professional. And uh, they are all supplied with electric buses. And that's obviously going to help save the planet and get the, the girls a bus trip together and a bit more camaraderie in the side, shall we say. I mean, the trips aren't aren't uh, aren't so far apart from the, the the real extremes as well. So, you know, we're getting to a point now where I'm sure with electric transport that it's not that difficult to to envisage an electric bus being able to run uh, between games. And yeah, you're right. Money no object means you just buy buy a fleet of electric buses and then yeah, save the world. Easy. We'll put anyone's game up the side of them. We'll put you know best on the other side. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, we'll leave it there for tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, as you know, well done to Kenny. You knew best today. Well done, Kenny. <laughs> Thank you to all my guests for joining me today. Jack, if uh, anyone's game listeners would like to hear slightly more of you, uh, what other avenues can they find you at? Oh, there's uh, quite a lot to go through here. So if you want to uh, listen to me, I've got a German women's football podcast called the Frauen Football Show. I'm trying to grow the German women's game outside of Germany because it deserves so much more recognition outside of Germany. It's so well done and it's just got that usual, I think, magic around German football. So you can go listen to me on there. I've done so much. I've done club profiles about Hoffenheim, Borussia Dortmund, who they've started the women's team out in the um, German women's 7th division, um, the Kreisliga A, so you can listen to that and get a bit of knowledge about the German league system and when it comes to women's football as well. And then I do match day reviews. I've just done a Pokal episode today, so you can um, listen to that and get a bit more women's football content. Also, I'm on the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast where I talk about Hibs women. Um, I'm the Hibs women correspondent for that and then you can hear my voice over at Edinburgh City Women as well. I'm a media assistant over there where I do post-match interviews and all that as well. And you can follow me on Twitter um, to see me blather a load of nonsense about women's football and German football and Hibs. So, um, yeah, Jack Gillis 6 for that and the Frown Football Show and the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. Fantastic, fantastic. And anyone's game lot, we've had uh, the Colette Kavanagh interview come out. How was that, Robbie? Yeah, Colette was uh, one of my favourite guests we've had on the podcast. Great fun, great chat. Loved hearing about how she got into football, the background, being at Celtic, and the nickname that our very own Jack gave her, the Ginger Ronaldinho, there's an interesting story behind that. So if you haven't listened to the Colette Kavanagh podcast, be sure to go back onto wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Podbean, Substack, and find it and listen to it after you listen to this one. So here's my plug. Well... This has been Anyone's Games I Know Best. Thank you for joining us all. Uh, We'll see you in the next one. Anyone's Game Podcast. Following women's football.